0: Your
2: feeling is juicy joy juicy joy. juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy
1: joy, juicy joy. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Happy almost springtime, my sweet listener tribe. How are you doing? Are you you taking care of your sweetheart? Remembering to check in on that often with self-compassion and gentleness and just so much grace for your sweet precious self as per your requests joy school is now offering monthly workshops to support you in the creation and maintenance of your beautiful life so as always you can find that info at lisamaccourt.com we've had some really beautiful extraordinary guests here lately many of whom are wildly gifted in their ability to connect to that part of us that enjoy school, we call that vertical self. And I know y'all have heard me talk about this a lot. And this is a gift that fascinates and thrills me. And I'm always so, so happy when I get to be in conversation with someone who demonstrates a high level of this gift. And I can testify that my beautiful guest today is definitely someone who does that. Um, Karen, very, very graciously, is recording this podcast with me for the second time. I may have mentioned at some point that we had a horrible technology glitch. First time that that has happened in my relatively short podcasting career, and we lost our first conversation, which I remember to be brilliant. So, you know, no pressure, Karen. But, you know, I, I I think maybe the universe knew what it was doing because since that time, I have had the honor of receiving a reading from Karen, which had not been the case prior to the last time we connected. So I feel like I have even a, a much deeper, more comprehensive understanding of the magic that she brings. So maybe that's what the Wiley universe was uh, wanting to happen when it erased my recording of our first brilliant conversation. Known for her compassionate, no-nonsense approach to the spiritual journey, Karen conducts more than 1,200 private intuitive sessions each year with people from around the world looking for spirit-led guidance. She is a passionate advocate for intuitive development. Her classes and events focus on empowering students to connect with their own natural intuitive awareness, deepen their spiritual practice, and open themselves to abundance. She is the creator and host of the long-running podcast, Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. Welcome, friend.
3: Hi, thank you. And it was a wonderful podcast, brilliant, the interview we did that was lost. It will probably, it we can never recreate it, and I'm sort of glad.
1: Um, <laughs> it was probably the best one either of us ever did in our lives.
3: <laughs> probably the best one ever heard in podcasting history, but, well, that's, there it is. One for the ages.
1: And now the universe has invited us to top it, so here you go, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this podcast is about... Joy, that's always been the word that I've used for what I teach, but so much of living a life of joy depends on cultivating that connection with that joyful love spirit essence that each of us truly is at our core being. So in Joy School, we're all about growing and amplifying that connection and, and, that amplifying that connection also happens to open our intuitive abilities. We kind of view that as sort of a side benefit, but I'm wondering how you conflate those things in your beautiful teachings. Do you find that intuitive abilities go hand in hand with a spiritual approach to life in general, or is that not an accurate conflating?
3: Um, I feel that using your intuitive abilities and deepening them, connecting more deeply with spirit, which is where our intuitive abilities come from, that is greatly enhanced and it's way more fun if you are also having a daily spiritual practice. Everyone has natural intuitive ability, so it is possible, and I've taught intuitive development for a long time now, it is very possible to have a lot of intuitive um, ability and awareness and not have a spiritual practice. The challenge, then, is that when you are ungrounded in the way that you connect with the world, you'll also be ungrounded in the way that you connect with your intuitive abilities, Mm. and sometimes that's how people get into trouble a little bit. It's that when you don't have a daily spiritual practice, when there isn't a discipline, like a regular, joyful, returning, like Mm, like coming back every day for a hug from spirit that's what spiritual practice is like for me when there isn't that consistency of practice you'll find that your connection with your intuition is not as strong so do you have to have a daily spiritual practice no you don't have to do anything you don't have to acknowledge your intuition you don't have no you don't have to but if you do and especially if you are inhabiting that daily spiritual practice from a place of joy of curiosity of lightness of heart of experimentation wow does that turn up your intuitive ability
1: that was really beautifully explained and i hope i'm not bringing this to a dark place and i hope i'm not offending anyone but i I feel like i've heard stories or anecdotes about that so many people that we consider you know maybe just bipolar or the people that are locked up a lot of times maybe just have a natural gift that they haven't ever learned to bring that light to is that I don't even know why I'm going there. That's not usually the kind of thing I ask, but that's what came to (laughs) mind when you were like, you know, it can be bad if you don't have the spiritual practice to go along with it.
3: Um, It's not that it can be bad. It's that if you want that grounded, joyful, amplified, expansive experience of growth and Are wanting that awareness on your own path, to me, the way that I teach, daily spiritual practice is the key to that. There is a stigma, kind of a mental health stigma, mental illness stigma, around people who, and actually I have a student who's a therapist who just sent me a long article about all of this, that there's a stigma about um, hearing voices, for example, and what that means. And traditionally, when we look back at history, people who have used their intuitive abilities for whatever way have been burned, hung, locked up, starved, imprisoned, executed, right? All, all those things are true. There also exists alongside that mental illness, So it is possible to be someone who has a diagnosis of bipolar, for example, and still be super, super intuitive. It's also possible to be someone who has a diagnosis of bipolar, for example, and not be very in touch with their intuition. So the stigma labels people for expression of intuition sometimes. And... um, a diagnosis of mental illness doesn't have a lot to do with whether or not you show intuitive ability.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. It can't be absolutely related. I just was thinking about that in some cases that might be a, you know, a contributing factor. I have a close friend who channels light language and that's been compared to, you know, they used to call it talking in tongues and that was a a Mm. horrible thing. And yeah, (sighs) so I, I guess it is really is all about where you, where you're positioned in, um, And your own inner peace and your own connection to source.
3: Well, and how does it feel as it comes through you, right? There are certain, in certain religious traditions, speaking in tongue is seen as one of the gifts of the spirit. And it is a sign when people get together and they're moved by the spirit and they start to speak in tongues, it can be a sign in those congregations that spirit's moving among them. I'd wager that if you went into one of those congregations and started to channel light language, they would tell you that your speaking in tongues didn't match their approved tongues uh. <laughs> that you're supposed to be speaking. And see what I mean? So it can get right, it can get a little bit iffy. The big thing as an intuitive practitioner is that whatever expression moves through you, and and you're always in control of this, by the way, you set boundaries with your guides and with spirit. Whatever expression moves through you, let it move through you in the way that is cleanest, safest, and healthiest for you. If an expression of intuition, of uh, intuitive ability is coming through you, if you hear a voice, have an idea, get a knowing, feel a premonition, and it scares you, or it doesn't feel right, or it doesn't feel safe, that's not from spirit. That's not how spirit works. That's not how the divine talks with, and works with, and moves in our lives. So, If something comes to you and it scares you or diminishes your experience on your journey, then what you say is, "Uh, that was interesting, thanks, but no. And set that boundary with your guides. Hey, guides, none of that scary stuff. When I was, when, so this is a very long story. So when I was a tiny kid, I told my guides to shut up and go away. Like four and a half. And I thought I had done that successfully. (laughs) No, that's a big idiot. But anyway, between like four and a half and into my 40s, I tried as hard as I could to beat back all intuitive knowing. Um, I, of course, was using my intuition all the time and all the work that I did and the people that I knew and loved and all. But I didn't see it that way because to me, the psychic stuff was scary. And the reason it was scary was because I hadn't set any boundaries. I hadn't said yes to it. And so all my, what I was considering psychic knowing was scary stuff, like the I see dead people stuff, right? It was the scary stuff. So when I said yes to my intuitive abilities when I was in my 40s and I started to wake up a bit, one of the things that happened was I started to have very accurate, premonitory dreams of scary things that were going to happen in the world and I would dream about earthquakes and my guides would give me the magnitude and then I'd wake up the next day and there and there it was, at that magnitude. It That scared me, it upset me, it has absolutely no use. So what I said was, hey guides, I realize I'm waking up, thank you very much, please don't give me things that I can't do anything about. So learning to set some limits with your guides is one of the ways that you can keep yourself from going off the rails. There's never an intention from spirit to scare you or limit your experience or frighten you or even like get you in trouble. And so something that comes in that feels scary or negative is probably not from spirit. Okay? Is that kind of answer that
1: question? Yeah. Yeah, really really answers it and beyond. And I think that 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 advice to, you know, set an intention for something I want the listeners to understand that that is real. That is like an energetic thing that absolutely is as real because I think we have a tendency to dismiss that like, oh, well, I like said set on intention, but this is, you know, stuff beyond me. No, we do have that ability, right, to work with, with the, the energies that want to work with us and, and they will respond. So thank you for making that clear for anybody who yeah. might be dealing with that. I don't know why I went there. Maybe there's some listener who needed to hear that. Let's hope that's the case.
3: Well, and part of keeping yourself in balance, no, member, no matter what diagnosis someone has given you, right? We yeah. label people, yeah. you're depressed, you're anxious, you are bipolar too, you are... No matter what label anyone has given you, please know and know, just know from my heart and from the heart of my guides, please know that that you're okay. Labels are interesting they can never ever ever encapsulate everything that is you and so right you can be a fat lady and still be a great dancer you can have a diagnosis of bipolar 2 and still have good clear intuitive knowing and connection with your guides no label and usually the ones we focus on are the negative ones right fat person crazy person naughty person no label tells you everything about yourself. And part of the heart of intuitive knowing, as I teach it and as I live it, as I experience it, is there is always more. So when there's a limiting circumstance, this is why intention is so important, when there's a limiting circumstance or a limiting event, when everything, things were going great and all of a sudden they're going terrible again, all, there's always more available to you our intuitive and connection and, in, and spiritual connection and joyful connection comes from tapping into that more. So when we set intentions, we're not just going, I wish I had a pony, I wish I had a pony, oh, angels, bring me a pony. <laughs> when we set intentions, we're saying, I honor my power as a creator in this world. I honor my free will to make my own choice, and I honor spirit who works through me now I set an intention that I would love to investigate having a pony. Okay, spirit, what do we do? Go to the stables? Do we look up ponies on Craigslist? Like, what What do we do? That's part of why intention is so important. It helps you find them more.
1: Mm, yeah, it does. That's awesome. Don't buy a pony on
3: Craigslist, by the way. Just public <laughs> service announcement. <laughs> probably not going to go, just don't.
1: It might not go well, yeah. It
3: won't be a pony. It's going to be like two guys in a horse suit, and then they're going to rob you. Please don't (laughs) buy your pony on Craigslist.
1: That was some intuitive advice from Karen. For whoever was about to buy that that pony. I channeled that. Yeah, there you go. That was for you, (laughs) pony buyers. Karen, I know that you teach people to develop their intuitive gifts. I have, I'm so blessed in my life that I have a lot of like really gifted friends and they all say, as you do, that we all have intuitive abilities. And I know that's true. I know that just with the concentrated effort I've put into it in this past year alone, I've been able to see a huge difference and and when i hear you tell stories about sending your guides away at four, i feel like there's something that just like some kids are just born with like innate crazy musical ability or artistic ability i feel like there is something that's born into some people and yes we could all probably get piano lessons and learn how to play the piano but we're not all gonna become virtuoso pianists if that's a thing so speak to that about like the, the innate abilities versus the, the um, degree of ability that can be acquired
3: so here's the fun part about that we all have innate intuitive ability and it's calibrated to us and to our paths in exactly the way that we will most need it and want it and exactly the way that it will most serve us So somewhere right there's a there's a an accountant somewhere going through a great big ledger They have intuitive abilities They're not using their intuitive abilities right now in their work because they're going to use it instead when they're looking for a parking place or picking their kids up from the sitter right very few people (laughs) Have achieved my level of wackiness (laughs) where they use their intuitive ability as As this is what I do. I do this all day long Very few people do that, and sometimes what I hear from students is there's an expectation that if I start to develop my intuition, then that means that I will become a professional reader. Mm. That is hardly ever the case. There aren't a lot... There's a lot of people who call themselves intuitive readers, and you should maybe... please be careful don't
1: find them on Um, Craigslist is that what you're
3: saying (laughs) yeah you should look on Craigslist right under the pony listings there's usually the listing for right madam Zora reunites you with your boyfriend and removes curses oh don't get me started but for each of us this is calibrated to our own to our own needs and so when you start to develop your intuition however you want to do it, in whatever way, come take class with me, read a book, play with this on your own, do experiments, you can know that you will safely and appropriately expand in the way that's right for you. I have a student in a circle that I just finished who receives intuitive information through her physical body. So she receives an, um, like and kind of answers through how her body feels. Her way of using her gifts and the way that I work with her as a teacher is super different than the way I would work with someone who receives intuitive information clairvoyantly through seeing in their mind's eye information coming in from their guides. So you don't need to worry that looking at your intuition will force you to some Olympic level of intuitive wackiness. What you can do instead is, and this is again spiritual practice important, This is why why you can say to your guides, hey, guides, when I'm done with my accounting practice today, I'd like to spend a few minutes in meditation. Open my heart. What can you show me? Or guides, I love you. Go into to drop off the kids at daycare. Show me something beautiful today. Help me know that my kids are safe. You can start where you are and know like for sure that you'll develop in the way that's best for you.
1: That's very reassuring. I love that. I think that going there, making that commitment to spend some time and effort going inward, shutting out sort of the external is for some people, I I, want to say, especially now, but I I try not to feed into the hysteria in the world. But I think when there's a lot of crazy, stressy, stress makers happening out there, the, the Default setting in our primitive human brains is I got to keep my eye on the ball I got to keep my eye on the dangers I got to and and it feels sort of uh, vulnerable to take your eye off of the external and go go inward mm-hmm. I I wonder if that's something that um, you know, that might make it challenging for people Now to to want to invest this time and effort into the really really beautiful higher knowledge that can be accessed by shutting out the external
3: well you know that higher knowledge travels with you whether or not you're paying attention to it
1: Mm. and
3: so when you realize you've shut it out all that is necessary is to stop and take a breath and go ah there it is right our connection with spirit is like a stream that runs through us all the time we can look at it not look at it we can make fun of it we can embrace it we can it's it's always there that's a part of our it's a part of what it means to be incarnated in a human body Fear is also part of what it means to be incarnated in a human body. That's that's programmed in. Fear almost always leads us in a direction of constriction. Almost always it leads, leads us in a direction of less than. The inner life intuition leads us always in the direction of more than. Can we stop fear by being super, super intuitive? Oh, God, no. And there's no requirement to stop fear. Right? Fear's part of... Hmm. Fear is part of what it means to be a human. So if if the question was, when everything is going nuts, is it practical to stop and look within? Is it practical to connect with spirit? Is it practical to ask your guides? It's the most practical thing you can do because intuitive awareness stems from our presence um, in the right now our ability to inhabit the present moment. Fear takes us way out of that, right? Boom, here's what's gonna happen, here's what's happened in the past. Whoa, I just read this thing and it's all, whatever it is, zombie apocalypse or whatever the hysteria du jour, and sure it's hysterical times now, it's always hysterical times, right? There are people all the time who make money or make by dividing people by making them scared. And because fear is programmed into us, that's a surefire way to get attention and get whatever it is you're looking for. So is it practical to focus on a spiritual path during a time when your fear says, hurry, run, go? Yes, it's incredibly practical. And that's an important thing about intuition in the spiritual life. It's not about connecting with talking unicorns it's not about going to another dimension where angels make brunch for you and right and you talk about the Akashic Records. Your intuition is a practical way of navigating our Earth life, which has fear in it and joy in it and tragedy in it and injustice and justice and miracles in it. Intuition is one of the gifts we bring to walk that path. So in hysterical times or not hysterical times, intuition's an enormously practical thing to turn your attention to.
1: I love that. I love that. Yeah, we. that's exactly how... Um... We, we, we change our relationship with fear in joy school, not to vanquish it, but just to change the relationship with it because like we always say if, if you didn't fear anything at all, it really would mean you didn't care. Like fearing uh-huh. is caring. It's just because we have emotional attachments and we want you know we want to have those emotional attachments. So fear is just going to be part of the, the package for that. So I love how you, you know, sort of took out the, the we, we need to vanquish our fear equation. that's not not what we need to do. Well,
3: and fear is, fear gets invited to the table. Fear can be part of the discussion. You can say, hey, fear, thanks for showing up. Take a seat. What is it you have to tell me? Okay, thank you. And now let's hear from hope. Let's hear from practicality. Let's hear from intuition. Let's hear from wisdom and past experience. Let's hear from support around us. Fear can't be vanquished. If if you were to meet someone who told you they had no fear, be careful about that because there's a, a fundamental piece is either missing or misunderstood there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. So for listeners who are like, yeah, this really makes intuition sound good. I'd like to start digging around there. Um, I want you to talk about a course that you have coming up, but also maybe there's like a nugget or something that... Um, that they, we always give home play on this podcast. You might remember from the last time we talked about this, and I don't remember what we assigned them in that conversation, but we always give some little trick or tool or something to keep in the forefront of their minds that they can take into the next few weeks.
3: Gosh, home. I love that you said home play instead of homework. That just makes me grin. <laughs> um, in my classes, I assign homework, but I always put it in great big quotation marks. It's homework. Um, so for home play if you are curious about staying in the present moment which is the root of everything if you're curious about staying in the moment allow yourself to take three mindful breaths on the first breath you call your energy back to you from wherever it is and you know it's out there it's thinking about what you're going to do next and what happened last. so with the first breath you bring your energy back to you And as you breathe out with that, you're letting the rightness of you in the present moment settle into your physical body. Your second in-breath brings you into your heart space that's right in the center of your chest, not your physical heart, but your energetic heart space. And you're breathing in with the intention of balance in the heart space. And as you breathe out, you feel that balance settling in to the heart space. It's at home there. It belongs there. It's not a reach find it there. And on the third breath, you might imagine that you are inviting a deeper connection. I always imagine that through the crown of my head. A deeper connection with Source energy, however you understand that, or even if you don't understand it. That breath from that place of being centered, all your energies with you, and in the present moment, that third breath opens you up. What's more? What next? What else? And on the out breath that goes with that, is that experience of divine love, which comes with no agenda, and no errands to do no nothing. Let that divine love come back down and fill your heart space. That practice of a three mindful breath doesn't cost you a penny. You can do it anytime. Nobody's gonna know you're doing it. You can do that. I like to do it first thing when I get up in the morning, and then do that throughout the day. You can do it when you're stuck at a traffic light, You can do it when you've got that scary meeting with your boss and you're sitting there right before they come in And you're wondering what's going to happen. You can take three mindful breaths That practice to me is a as a gateway to more exploration Because once you start once you allow yourself To remember that connection that you have You'll want more of that there's a million intuitive classes mine included there's a billion books there's all kinds of teachers everywhere and always the most important thing is the work you do yourself on this what will you allow right how do I open up myself will I let myself have that experience um the, so you would take intuitive development classes with me karenhager.com as you can see all my good things there um, And I hope they're all good things. You can see all my good things, and they are good things there. Um, And I'm teaching on uh, March 28th. I'm teaching a class called Meet Your Guides. It's a class I run a couple times a year. I teach it live um, because it's more more fun that way. (laughs) Um, It is a 90 minute class that starts with some teaching about guides, who they are, how they work in our field. And the heart of that class is a group experience that i've designed like a guided meditation but more than a guided meditation that's designed to let you have a direct personal connection with one or more of your guides the energy on that call is always so much fun and um even though any you if you sign up for the class you can't be there you'll get the recording and you get i love to make journals and stuff so you get a workbook and you get extra stuff because i love to just make things um if you can't be there live, you can be there, get the recorded the recording and all the stuff. But the fun part is when they're live, because another piece of intuitive amplification is when you put yourself in connection with like-minded people, no matter how you're developing intuitively, no matter how you're experiencing joy, when you put yourself in community, that's another amplifier. So a very long way of saying KarenHager.com Class is called Meet Your Guides. Come play with us.
1: I love that. First of all, I did that exercise with the three breaths as you were describing it, and I felt the energy. That was amazing. That was beautiful. And whatever we came up with last time for their home play, I'm pretty sure it wasn't that because I would have remembered it. So (laughs) I think that was like a really beautiful home play. I hope you all were paying attention. You got to practice that. Um, yeah, and and I just wanted to make sure I think you made this clear. But when you're saying live, it's live online. It's always a a weird like with with Joy School, too. I have live classes where people come and we're in person together. And then live online just means that you're in real time together. But you don't have to be geographically near Karen to do that. You can do it from wherever you are. And I totally agree about. I mean, that's why Joy School has morphed almost entirely into to group trainings because there is that amplification, and we are greater than the sum of our parts, and Always. it just skyrockets everybody's connection and and everything. So I love that. I'm so excited for that. That's that sounds beautiful.
3: Yep, it is live online, and you don't even have to wear grown-up clothes because. We keep all the cameras off because of the distraction. Sometimes of students looking at other students, and it just who who needs that, right? So we keep the cameras off. You come as you are and and listen, feel, receive that without those outer worries that sometimes we are thinking about. Is there something in my teeth? Oh, what's that person doing over there?
1: How long just, can I hold this smile?
3: Yeah, right. Zoom fatigue. And, oh, Zoom fatigue. In, right, it's 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 come 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 as you are and i mean that in every sense of the of the word
1: Mm, i can't remember who who told me this i feel like it was one of my podcast guests so forgive me prior podcast guest. but there's a a hawaiian expression all of you is welcome here and i love that they they said it in the hawaiian language when they said it and i'm so sorry i don't remember who it was but I, i use that for joy school now all of you is welcome here i just think that's so beautiful
3: And all of you is what spirit sees. Yeah. Your intuitive gift works through all of you. Your healing works through all of you. Your joy works through all of you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're, you're okay. And that one of the things I like about that three mindful breaths exercise is that it helps me remember that. Right. I'm, I'm okay, there's more. And I am the more, right? It's okay. I love that all of you is welcome here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. So this is what people can look forward to is making connection with their guides, feeling that genuine connection. And I've had different intuitive friends share kind of different sorts of approaches on this. And I'm sure nobody in a human meat suit knows the definitive answer because I think that's just not something we're supposed to know. But when we meet our guides, I have one very, very good uh, close friend who says, of course we're going to put our human... External wrapping paper on this energetic entity because that forges the connection, and for some of us that will be an angel, and for some of it it'll be a deceased person from history that comes back to talk to us, and for some of us it'll be an animal or an alien, you know. So. There, I've heard, heard that perspective, which I have to say I lean a little bit more toward. It's just an energetic entity that we're going to wrap up however feels comfortable for us. But I, I know there are others who say, no, I have a genuine connection with Archangel Michael and that is an actual being and he comes the way he comes. And where do you stand on that or is that putting you on the spot? <laughs> so
3: in my experience, our guides are energetic beings who don't have names don't have gender they're not wearing costumes they're not they're energetic beings who are with us and calibrated with us as tools to help us through this incarnation our guides have it usually have had many previous incarnations as a human so they got the human thing down they understand it but this time around They've chosen to come and help you, because this time you're the one driving the meat suit. So this time around, they've come to help you. So our guides are tools for us. As tools for us to use, they're calibrated to us. They always show up in the most generosity and love that you can imagine and receive. And because of that, they know we need a wrapper. I love that. A rapper. They know that we can't understand, like, what a formless energy being is going to, what? So when you meet your guides, depending on what you most need to experience, your guide might show up as a colored light. Your guide might show up as a feeling, a whisper, a sense, a tingle. Your guide might show up as a, as a guy in a suit who says, hello, I'm Cowboy Tommy, and I'm your guide. Your guide will show up in the way that best matches what you need, and our guides also give themselves attributes that help us understand why they're with us, what they most want us to know, right? So if I have questions about my cattle ranch, Cowboy Timmy, the guide, might show up to help me with questions about my cattle ranch, and when I seize Cowboy Timmy, I can tell, oh, look, he sees you're here to help with the cattle. So we're all one of the fun things about being live in that class is that just at the very end, I ask people to just share a little about their experiences. It's so cool to hear what their different um, perceptions are for people who channel who say I have Archangel Michael is my guide. He always comes this way. I'm completely fine with that. There's no reason that couldn't be the case. Archangel Michael is also a dynamic, energetic being. There are as many facets and ways of being Archangel Michael as there are our ways to perceive it. And so someone who channels Archangel Michael and receives it always in a certain way is receiving that Archangel Michael energy in the way that's clearest and cleanest and most appropriate for them and for the work that they're doing in the world. So I got no problem with that. If someone were to say, I channel Archangel Michael and nobody else channels Archangel Michael but me, and if you want Archangel Michael, I'm the only one, then then I might raise a skeptical eyebrow and would encourage someone else to do so too. But... It's, we're talking about energy, talking about spirit. There are endless dimensions, endless expression. The most important thing to remember is that however you are and however you are open to receive is perfectly fine, and spirit knows that, and spirit's going to come to you in that way. So you don't have to reach outside yourself or try to imagine Archangel Michael really, really, really hard, like you wanted a pony. <laughs> I want Archangel Michael. Come on, Archangel Michael. You don't have to do that because they already know you and they already know what will Serve you best.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in, in Joy School, we make a big distinction about visualizing and visioning. And visualizing uh-huh. has its place. That's when you know we create something with our mental energy, with our mind's eye, with our imagination. We create something and visualize it. And there are some purposes for visualizing, which are great. And then visioning, to me, is a much higher consciousness level process where we just uh, go go blank and allow. Whatever comes to us to to be there, we did for a long time. We have an optional meditation um, group that spins off, you know, from my main oasis group in Joy School, and we do uh, guided meditations with a shaman. And very often, it's a there's a point in the guided meditation where we've already gotten in a really you know great yummy space for this where our guide appears. And so often, it changes from from week to week. But so often, my guide has been. Ganesh, the, the Indian God with the you know the elephant head and everything. and I didn't have any particular like connection or even know a lot about Ganesh but after a while I, I asked what is the energy of this guide? And it was a very paternal energy. If, when, when i would hug ganesh at the end it felt like a very um paternal and i realized that that's what my soul was craving was a masculine paternal energy that felt very very safe and i think if it had looked like a male figure for my own reasons with my own history it would not have felt safe but this was you know just far enough removed from an actual man that it allowed me to have that that paternal feeling I'm getting goosebumps and kind of about to cry thinking about it (laughs) but uh that that was sort of when I came to my personal understanding is just that whatever whatever we most need is how it's going to show up and that'll be partly due to our own filter of what we've experienced or seen or heard about in the past and yeah.
3: And it's and it's also due to that, what I think is one of the kind of really important tenets of spiritual growth. You are allowed to receive what you need. And it doesn't matter what you've done or what's been done to you or might, what you might do next. It doesn't matter that you forgot all about daily spiritual practice or didn't take your three mindful breaths. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are allowed to receive what you need. And spirit stands by to help you receive that. You have your earthly wisdom and practicality and get up and go and all that kind of stuff so that you can also help be, help receive what you need. And your guides help with that too. You're, you are allowed to receive what you need. The challenge and where this gets tangled up and can get very strange and greedy and egotistical is when we start to feel like we have to go outside ourselves like there's something missing or something wrong with us and from that place we start to take classes or we find teachers or we do, please don't do that. Please study with teachers who have something that you want to know and then thank them and leave when you're done. Please let yourself, uh, please feed yourself food that gives you what you need. Please feed yourself reading and teaching and Netflix and whatever you could. Please consume everything in your life in the way that honors how you are allowed to receive what you need. Your guides wouldn't show up as a great big manly man, Lisa, to try to force you to somehow work through your long-held issues. Why would they do that? They're your guides, they love you. They will show up in the way that is safest and best and most appropriate for you. And if something shows up, if you're working intuitively and something shows up that doesn't feel safe or good or appropriate for you, you can say thanks got it, now get the heck out, or no more of that. You can always, always set boundaries.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further,
1: Yeah, I, I love the way symbolism is the language of the soul. We, we talk about that all the time. And, and that is how so often things are presented to us when we're in that space, right, is through some sort of symbol or a metaphor. We talked a little bit about your class. I want to talk a little bit about the reading that you did for me because I'm going to cry because the, the imagery that you got, the, the symbol, it was actually a, a tornado with knives. I don't know if you remember, but it was I so... So um, both both matching my external out there world situation, which you had no way of, of knowing anything about, and just from an emotional uh, connection, it was just you know, so beautiful and so perfect and has been so beneficial for me, working with a you know a, a traumatic event that I'm still recovering from that was a year old now, so I, I I just want to do that shout out also when you go to karenhager.com. Yes, sign up for Karen's class, but the the readings are also tremendously powerful and and just to commend that gift of, of metaphor that that's so amazing to me when um when intuitive people just know just the right little package to 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 put it in.
3: Absolutely. How you know you're not just talking to me. I don't remember our session because I release at the... So when you have a session with me, I will open a space with you. And then I close a space at the end of the session. When I close that channel, I really release it. Um, I, I am very blessed to talk to lots of people every day. I just, boy, this is not what I thought I'd be doing when I grew up. I'll tell, well, did I grow up? I guess there's another question. But this is not what I thought I'd be doing when I grew up. And I'm so enormously fortunate to talk to so many people. And when there's that metaphor that speaks exactly to you, or the, or the words that come through, or the knowing, that's how you know you're not just talking to me. I'm just a nice lady, but I've learned how to get out of the way so that spirit can speak through me. And so in a reading, in that sacred space of the reading, it is an opportunity for my guides and for me to use my intuitive ability to look at you. So everything we looked at together, everything we said together, everything we shared together was coming from you. So if there was goodness, beauty, healing, wholeness, that's that's yours, right? Possibility, potential, expanding your path, all of that belongs to you, Lisa. And that's, part of why I keep doing this work, because no matter why people call to talk to me, or show up in class, or email me, or whatever that is, we all are on our own journeys, and in every single one of us, no matter what the situation is, no matter how horrible or wonderful it is, there is that spark of connection with spirit that can always be amplified, and that's what I try to do when I'm reading for people, is Show the person that spark. Put my big flashlight on that spark. Go, hey, look at this. There's a little bit of life there. And then work with them to see how can we expand that? How can we light up this path in a more brilliant way? How can we move things forward toward healing, toward understanding, toward more wholeness?
1: Beautiful. That, that was exactly how I experienced it. So thank you for, oh, good. for
3: talking about that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say all that. And then you were like, no, no, that's, no, no, that wasn't no. It.
1: Missed the mark there. <laughs> Not at all. So, you know, I think we've talked about everything other than out of the fog. Tell us about out of the fog. Oh my
3: goodness. So out of the fog, I started out of the fog, gosh, 15 years or more ago now. Um, and I started, I used to live in San Francisco and it was back when podcasting was in its infancy i started on blog talk radio and i was just starting to play with the idea of what would it be like if i was an intuitive reader and so just cuz i'm wacky like that i thought i know i'll do a live radio show where random people call in and i just give them readings on the air cuz <laughs> hey you know why not um so out of the fog started as a call-in show a live call-in show on blog talk radio back in 2008 um, we got uh, picked up and were on live radio for a number of years. The call-in part went away; it became more of an interview show. Um, and thanks to the good people at—oh my goodness—I'm at, not even going to be able to say it all. But thanks to the good people at Transformation Talk Radio, and then many years on Empower Radio and the Mighty WBLQ, and in, uh, in Rhode Island and others. So thank you. Um, we are now—we're now, uh, now just—I'm—I'm I'm on my own in my office. Uh, doing interviews with with enlightening guests, people who I choose because they're interesting and I want to know more about them. And that's um, a 30-minute-ish interview program that comes out every Tuesday, and you can find us on Spotify, find us on Apple Podcasts, find us wherever good uh, podcasts are purveyed. I, like most of the things I'm doing, I'm doing them because they're fun. An example of what's like cleaning the bathroom. That's not fun. But like most of the things I do, um, I'm doing them because they're fun, because I'm learning something, because it brings me joy, because it helps me uh, kind of spread that message that I feel like is so important. That um, there's more going on than just the division or shouting or hysteria or that we find in the world around us. There's so much more. Yeah. So that's out of the funk.
1: Aren't we blessed? Aren't we like the luckiest <laughs> yeah. things? I've, I love when, um, when I was first offered to do this podcast. Diane Ray, who I had known for many, many years from Hay House, she used to do the the Hay House Radio Network, and she was starting this podcast network, and she's like, you could talk about your joy trainings. Like, every week could be a different, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go talk about my joy trainings. I did that maybe, like, the first three or four or five, and then I realized, I know what I have to say. This is not so much fun as I thought. I mean, it's fun. I love talking about it, but, you know, I'm just hearing myself talk it's become entirely about the interviews because just like you i love making these connections it's just like i yes. feel so blessed that i have this this place to like i meet an interesting person and they start telling me. i'm like you know what wait a minute put a pause in that you want to talk about that on my podcast because that sounds really fascinating and let's talk about it on and and i get to just have these beautiful conversations with people it's we're, we're really blessed we we created that we manifested that for us so yeah yes
3: yeah, absolutely, and maybe it gives other people ideas. Maybe somebody's listening who thinks of something they hadn't thought of before. It makes somebody laugh, or somebody listens to that and they're like, oh, I don't. That's not the way it is for me. Whatever it is, there's a chance, and I believe strongly in the power of the voice to change paths. Right, as a as a conduit for moving spirit. That the medium of podcasting is so important because we can catch people where they are. Not to make them buy stuff or think a certain way or not because of that. But we can be present in each other's lives in a way that we couldn't do that before. And oh, I'm, I love that.
1: And don't you find that, we we talked about it earlier in terms of a a class, a group where there's that amplified energy, don't you feel your listeners even energetically in a different sense than when they're right there in your your program? But I feel the connection to the listeners, and it's just just a really beautiful oneness, really beautiful ripple vibe that uh, that happens.
3: Yeah, and when I stopped doing live radio, so I did live, Uh, live like terrestrial radio and then live did podcasting live. When I stopped the live format, I thought, oh boy, this is, I'm not, it's not going to feel electric anymore. It's not going to feel like magic. It's not going to feel like as much fun. It's exactly as much fun because when you're creating content that touches people they like write to you and let you know Absolutely. and so my inbox is like a lovely it's like a lovely surprise sometimes because somebody will write in and say i listened to that show you did in 2012 with dr bruce lipton or whoever it was and we talked about right i love hearing from listeners i love hearing from people who have something to add to the conversation so even though i pre-record my podcast Um, It's that dynamic feels like it's still there to me.
1: I love it. Same, 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 same. Yes. Well, beautiful friend, is there anything on your heart that I've neglected to prompt you to talk about or, or bring to the table today? I feel happy for
3: talking to you. I'm so grateful for the space, the way you hold that sacred intention that whatever will blossom will blossom I feel like now is it as good as the one that we tried to make I, Probably, I mean nothing could ever better. be as good as no. I mean that was no, oh this is better. better I
1: think it's better <gasps> okay I believe I we, we have did
3: made it. a podcast even better than the first one <laughs> Nobel Prize for best podcast episode is there one of those we
1: we did it we did it just now y'all are so lucky that you were here for that <laughs>
3: They're fortunate, aren't they? You're lucky, listeners.
1: <laughs> we're all blessed. All equally blessed in this, this yummy soup that we're stirring together. Well, then, I will release you to go do your day. I love you very much. I'm so happy that we had this chance to play again. And listeners, I hope you paid attention to that three-breath process. I hope you did it with Karen as she was describing it, because I did. And if you didn't, go back and listen again and do it, because... This, this is, there's some magic there. I love you all. I'll be with you in uh, two weeks. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. Much love.
2: Joy juice joy, juicy joy.
0: Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on MindBodySpirit.fm.